2: It is another Saturday morning in CCO Land when we talk cars, specifically your car, your truck, your van that may be having a little bit of trouble. Dan Burns is with us. He is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Denny. How are things with you and Lloyd's? Well, we're shoveling. How about you? <laughs> I guess it's a nonstop. I was talking to a neighbor who was also out. Clearing some snow, I said. You know, we talk about a white Christmas this year. We may still have a white Christmas next year. Yeah, with the amount of snow, man, it's uh, that's pretty. Let's talk a little bit about that. And by the way, before we get involved in that, uh, if Dan's going to be with us till just about seven forty-five, so if you have any issues with your personal vehicle and you need to bring it in for service, but you want to know what may be wrong with it, what may be ailing, why don't you call or text Dan? Uh, given our limited time, so don't wait. You can call or text this one number, 651-461-9226, and ask your question. You don't have to be a motorhead or a gearhead either, uh, any, any kind of a car care question. Dan has helped a whole lot of CCO listeners out for many years here. On the radio, so and he'll do that very thing today as well. So, call us or text us with uh, with that question. Uh, again, Dan, back to uh, what we've uh, experienced here in the last week or so with all this snow. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, that. And uh, uh, what what's your perception on like four wheel drive, all wheel drive, and a lot of people are stuck no matter what.
0: Well, you know, uh, uh, I told my wife when on the, on this, I don't know what day it was, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the snowiest morning was uh, before they had plowed the streets here in St. Paul. And I said, well, you can't take your car out. And she said, why not? It's all wheel drive. It'll be fine. And I said, no, it's not because all wheel drive doesn't do you any good. If the snow is too deep and your car ends up on top of the snow, you know, the four wheel drive won't won't do you any good. And so uh, when it 's this deep and you have a low riding car it 's just not going to work, and that 's just the truth <laughs> and and you have to wait for the plows to go by uh you know with my big toyota land cruiser it's 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 tall enough that in this deep snow it it does just it 's tall enough and heavy enough in this yes. deep snow it does just fine and i 've also found when i 'm driving customer cars this week, you know that the traction control engages in this deep snow and the car won't even go because you know with traction control what the what the car does is apply a little bit of brake to any of the wheels that are spinning and in this way, you know, in the deep snow, it's all the wheels that are spinning. So, what really where you end up is you just end up with the with the brakes on, trying to drive <laughs> with the brakes on, and that doesn't work very well. It's kind and of so, counterintuitive. I, I wow. think in this, yeah, I think in this weather, um, when the snow's real deep like this, you almost have to turn the traction control off uh, to be able to get through the snow because otherwise, it just it cuts back your power, and you can't uh, you can't get going.
2: Now uh, I'm thinking about my my personal vehicle, which you know is is uh, is all all wheel. I mean, again, you can probably explain that. But there's a button that says snow, which I never right. use. I probably could use it. Uh, could have used this it this time. week. That's what it's built yeah. for. <laughs> and what does that actually do? Do you know? Well, it's on? just it's just sure that
0: not. it it disables some of the functions in the vehicle so that so that when you're in deep snow like that when all four wheels are trying to spin it it disables the traction control and all that stuff so that it uh so that you can get through the snow so yeah that button you should have pushed that this week denny that's what it's built for
2: well i I was telling my wife the uh, other day too during this thing i said next year i'm calling dan i'm getting some snow tires ordered just get some new uh, wheels for it and uh, you know have uh, i think that would make a world of difference world well, did, of difference from yeah, what uh, you know, guys
0: to say i joke about that during the, the the rest of the season that you know there's only a few days like this uh when the roads are terrible and you actually need snow tires but now with this last, the way the weather's been, it's starting to add up to quite a bit of time that uh, you could use and probably need snow tires on your vehicle. So I don't know. I think you're probably right, Denny. That's probably no. the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, maybe even this season yet. There's probably been a run, uh, run on them. Here's our phone number. It's also the text number, six five one four six one nine two two six. You can call or text us been a run uh, run on them. Here's our phone number, it's also the text number 651 You can call or text us. Doesn't have to be about snow, any kind of a car care question. Here's one, Dan. Uh it says my daughter lives in Seattle and uh, last night the car started smoking, had no acceleration. It's a 2016 Ford Focus. Could the oil be leaking, do you think?
0: Yeah. You know, if it's, if, if it's leaking, I don't, I I have no idea. I mean, it could be, where's it smoking from? There's a million questions that I have, but, uh, when the, if the vehicle is smoking and it lacks power, then there's a good chance that the, uh, oil actually is leaking into the combustion chamber that it's getting, or the intake or somewhere, it's actually leaking oil into the engine and burning it. And, uh, and that's certainly a, a concern. So uh, I would tell her to recommend to her daughter that she not go very far under those conditions and gets it in quickly to a shop and, and uh, gets that diagnosed before it can cause some serious trouble. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, I know I have to break here in a moment. Uh, Texter, given our conversation about uh, you know cars being low into the snow, can a lift kit be put into these ridiculously low cars? Texter says.
0: <laughs> I, I don't. We don't do that. I don't no. know. I'm sure they, I'm sure you can. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what a lift kit is, and what a lift kit is designed for. That you know, the big trucks that they put a lift kit in. That's why they put a lift kit in them, so that they don't bottom out. It gives you more clearance uh, in conditions like this. So you know, I don't know what cars are eligible. For a lift kit, but uh, but we see it in trucks all the time.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, hang on, Dan. We'll uh, take a bit a bit of a break here. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive is helping you out as he's done for many years here on CCO. He'll be here until about seven forty-five. So don't wait. Any kind of a car care question, we welcome yours either by phone or text six five one four six one nine two two six. Our uh, CCO temperature reading now still hanging in there at one above zero. And we hope to see highs near 17. Going to be one below tonight. That's the only below temp this weekend and this coming week. So we'll have to live through that, of course, uh, here at one below tonight. Right now, it's one above here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Car Care Show. Denny Long here with ASE Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly
0: where, Daniel? Well, exactly, Denny. Thanks for asking. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net, or give us a call. Six five one two two eight one
2: three one six. Very good. We'll uh, get you that number before Dan leaves us, which is close to seven forty-five this morning. Uh, Dan, we have callers and we have texters, so let us put you back to work. Uh, Kathy, I believe first up, you're calling in from Norwood this morning. Uh, Kathy, good morning. Thanks for waiting. First of all, Uh, what's your question for Dan?
1: The question is when they changed the designation of tires from. All season having to be called all weather to have the traction that we used to get from our all season. I had a small accident. Uh, had Subarus for years and no trouble with the traction. And now the tires they put on this one, they said they were all season, but uh, they they're like graded at five and six in the zero to ten grade. I had to change them out to a all weather. I was not aware that now what i used to have called an all season is now you need to call an all weather to get it up at the grade um that it works well one other quick question when i try to text it doesn't go through i keep getting uh i contacted plumbing talk on your site
2: <laughs> plumbing talk no that's not something we deal with here plumbing talk now you should. All you have to do the Do you obviously you've got the right phone number, which is the same number as the text, uh, Kathy. I don't know what the issue is there.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. let's fix your tires. Yeah, so let's, let's do that start first. There. <laughs> you know, the, it sounds like you know as much about this tire rating system as I do, um, but the term all season or whatever is obscure there's there's no uh formula for when that kicks in and what's what but you're on the right track when you're looking at the grading of the tire and there's a temperature grading there's a traction grading and all those there's several different ways of rating a tire and when you're buying a tire uh that matters i mean you have to decide whether you're looking for longevity, if you want the tire that lasts the longest, or if you want the tire to have the best traction in snow or whatever, and you have to get the right uh, level of tire to meet your needs. Sadly, what you experienced when you bought a new car happens all the time, where the manufacturer you know, uh, puts on all sorts of different tires on cars and for some reason this year they made a deal with whoever they made the deal with and that's the tires that you ended up with and, and you're not satisfied with them obviously it's not giving you the traction that you're looking for but you know that's kind of the way that it goes it it uh they get a con- the manufacturer gets a contract with the tire company and those are the tires that end up on your car and you know they work Good enough for most people, but in it you know, with weather the way that it's been, they're not good enough for you. And so, uh, but I think you're doing exactly the right thing by, you know, decide, looking at the grading, the rating of the tire, and uh, forget about the name. That doesn't mean much.
2: Yeah, yeah. different marketing. Right. Uh, let's. Uh, thanks, Kathy. Uh, Daryl is calling in this morning from Matamita, I do believe. Daryl, thanks for checking in. What's your question for Dan?
1: Yes, I have a 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokee V6. Last night or yesterday, it sat outside all day. And when I went to start it, it started right up, and it went up to the idle 800 RPMs. I sat there for like three or four minutes while the windows defrosted a little bit, put it in reverse, and it backed out, put it in drive, and it would not go above the 800 RPM. So I was basically just like idling uh, in drive, moving the car about as fast as you could walk. And I I thought, well, it it would kick in or whatever. I went about a block with my flashers on, and I thought, well, nothing's happening here. Pulled into another parking lot, so I was off the road. And um, and it sat there, and then as much as I would push on the gas pedal, it would not go above 800 RPMs. And then I shut it off, and hoping it would restart, it restarted, and then it worked fine. And so I'm wondering what that's never ever happened to me before. What do you think the cause would be?
0: Well, it it uh, the car didn't like something in that process that you went through, and I don't know if it saw a misfire or what caused it to to go into what we call limp-in mode. And uh, it it happens under certain conditions, like if, if there's an engine misfire or whatever it is. It is designed for the car to protect itself from a catastrophic failure. And I don't know what in the process of you starting the car and backing up uh, caused the car to go into that mode, but that happens from time to time. And oftentimes, we never come up with an explanation as to why that happened. The, the answer is just what you did, is when it's, when it's in that limp-in mode, the first thing to try doing is shut the car off, restart it, and see if it resets itself in your case it did and most of the time it does and uh, if it will not get out of that limp-in mode then the purpose of it is to safely and slowly get it to a shop where you can get some help and or 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 at least safely and slowly get it off the highway uh, where you can get some help and uh and then you'll have to bring it into a shop and and have it checked but I think in your case that uh, you did the right thing, you restarted it, it's fine, and I think that if it never happens again, if I was you, I wouldn't worry about it. If, however, it starts happening frequently, then you need to, you're going to need to bring it into the shop and have some diagnostics to worry about it. If, however, it starts happening frequently, then you need to, you're going to need to bring it into the shop and have some diagnostics done on it and find out why that's happening
2: we are good. Dan, uh, we're going to take a break and have a look at that forecast. As we head to the break, I've got a text message that says this. I just put four snow tires on my 2015 Town & Country van this year for the first time. Best decision ever. World of difference, a difference driving this year. Confidence level is important.
0: Yeah, I, think I hear good. that all the time. I bet you do. It makes a yeah. huge difference, and I, yeah. and I agree it's true.
2: All right, hang on, Dan. We have a few more minutes of the show to go. 651 here on News Talk three O W WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the remaining minutes of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here along with AOC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Dan, we have a bunch of text messages. Let's see uh, how many folks we can help out before... You leave us today. Uh, good morning, Dan. This one says uh, 2012 Mazda three. Sometimes, after I turn the car off, I need to start it up again quickly. Otherwise, it won't start right away. It takes a couple of attempts. Any idea why that is?
0: I don't know. That's weird. That yeah. first of all, how would you, I wonder know how you would know that? <laughs> yeah, that you have to start it right back up, or it won't. Uh, it won't. Trial uh, and error, I suppose. Yeah, I guess trial and error. That has that has happened, but. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know what would be caused to cause that. But when you shut the vehicle down, a whole bunch of things in the engine uh, happen, like you know, opening and closing uh, throttle bodies, and you know, putting uh, um, evaporative switches in the right order, and all that sort of stuff, so that when you do go to start the car they, all of that stuff is in the right mode and in the right place. And I wonder if something's not moving sometimes, uh, in that process that makes it difficult to restart, um, you know, at, at certain times under certain conditions. And, um, so I think probably what you're going to have to do is, is uh, you know, document this story the best that you can. When does it happen? How often does it happen? And and can you reproduce it every time? And if you can, uh, then I think that your shop will have pretty good luck zeroing in on, on what's causing it and and what's not setting up exactly correctly for you to restart the car properly.
2: Okay. Here, Dan, is a 2007 Lucerne, 197,000 miles on it. Texture says, I've always changed the oil every 3,000 miles and had uh, transmission of fluid changed. Should I do anything else preventative or uh, just keep driving it? How many more miles do you think I can get out of it? It's got a 3.8 engine. That comes yeah, from Ken and Hastings.
0: <laughs> you know, our line is at the shop, we can keep it going as long as you want us to. That's uh, If your budget allows it, we can keep it going forever. But... Truthfully, uh, you know, cars last a long time, that's for sure. Maintenance is the utmost of importance. And uh, so, along with the oil change, make sure that you're looking at your maintenance schedule in your owner's manual and keeping up with all of that stuff. And if you're staying current with all your maintenance, that's how you're going to have the best luck keeping the vehicle going for a really long time. Most commonly, people uh get done with their cars because they're you know the the body is worn out they're rusty the fabric and the seats are all torn you know stuff like that yeah is why people give up on them but uh not so often do they actually mechanically fail uh if they've been properly maintained uh, we can keep them going for a long time that's for sure
2: okay this texture wants to know, if I brought my car into Lloyd's for an oil change as a new customer, what do you check as part of the oil change? Do you check air filter, cabin filter? If not, when do those things get checked?
0: <laughs> well, the first thing I do is go to the maintenance schedule, just like I was talking about, and look, at, look up the mileage on your vehicle and see what the manufacturer has recommended up to this point and at the point that we're at now. And then I check all of those things that are appropriate to check. And, you know, people always say, oh, do you really check it? You know, do you really bother with that? And, it's, and of course we do. We sh- Surely we do because, you know, for, for a business, those are additional sales. So uh, I'm looking for stuff that your vehicle is due for because that's good for my business and it's good for you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's why we have the discussion about what i'd recommend for your vehicle and and you can certainly make the decision but uh it's my job to tell you that uh what it's due for and and uh and then the other thing that i check when you bring your vehicle in for service if you're a regular customer is your vehicle history what have we done to the vehicle and uh has it is it keep it on track for uh what it's due for
2: yeah Dan, we have to run, but let's do this one more, a quick one. Please ask Dan if it's okay to have the car washed when it's in the teens, temperature-wise. Uh, I do have a garage to put it in. Thank you. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, we've talked about that, Danny. If you have a garage and you put a warmed-up, hot vehicle in the garage, it stays above freezing for a pretty good long time. That's a, a, a radiator that you're putting in there that that is warm. And so, yes, I think at the temperatures in the teens... And uh, you do put it in the garage afterwards. I think it'll dry off just fine, and uh, and it'll be good for you. How about a phone number I for? I wash a, my car as yeah, I wash my car as often as I can, and sometimes yeah. it's much colder than that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yes, that's that's uh, yeah. great preventive maintenance. Dan, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's?
0: Well, come on over, Denny. We're at nine eighty two Grand Avenue in Saint Paul. You can find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive. L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Let's
2: have another show next week, Dan. Have a good week in the meantime, will you?
0: I will. Thank you, Denny. You too.
2: Thanks very much. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO.